0: What's up guys? Welcome into a brand new episode of Chargers Weekly. Out here at Chargers Training Camp with Matt Muddy Smith and last week, Money, yeah. Tom Telesco on the pod. This week, head coach Brandon Staley gonna join us at any moment. And it was good to hear from Tom last week. Get to hear from the head coach here in a few minutes.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh today's, you know, we're we're doing it from training camp. Today's camp uh shells. So a little bit different than yesterday. Yesterday was fun. Yesterday was full practice. Pads. Yesterday. it was long, ended up going about 40, about 40, 45 minutes longer than, than we'd seen. Uh, previous camps had some good one-on-ones, had some good sort of red zone drills. They were running the halftime, uh, two-minute drill. So yesterday was a lot of fun. Today, a little bit more of a breather. A lot of vets uh, getting the day off. No Filer, no Lindsley. Uh, I think Van Noy, I want to say, might have been out there for a little bit. But um, So you know, it's it's been fun to kind of get up to this point and And I think we're starting to see, and I'm anxious to get Coach on. Um, we're starting to see a little bit more special teams. And we kind of know, yeah. you know, we've talked about it quite a bit and, and how much, you know, what they're looking for from that particular unit. Um, so I'm anxious to kind of get him on and, and get his vibe about, you know, how he's feeling because special teams is hard to practice. We're, it's really hard.
0: I think it was Popper had the stopwatch out a couple days yeah. ago. With the he and I were, uh,
1: yeah, he and I were talking because, you know, we've been doing this a while now. And, you know, we've been watching Drew and, and Ty Long. And, man, there's just something about, when you get a kicker that's got a little pop, you can hear it. It sounds different. It looks different. And, like, the first day we saw J.K. out there booting the ball, that was the case. And so everybody's pulling out their stopwatch. And you're like, oh, what is – and then you're looking up on the Internet pretending like you're some kind of special teams <laughs> expert. And you're like, oh, the operation felt, was under two seconds. I, I felt like I was in the, at
0: the combine. Yeah. Uh, Popper's like, hey, from from snap to what? What's the operation?
1: What's the operation yeah. time like? So It's funny. It was one of my when – I, when I used to do the uh, – used to. When I – originally when we did the combine I would do uh, a broadcast for NFL Network that would run the entirety of the combine from the second the specialists start until the defensive backs did their game, uh, their gauntlet game. Uh, We were on the air on on NFL.com broadcast into the world and the first thing I ever saw at a combine was Brian Anger punting. And I remember watching all these punters go through and then anger gets out there and he starts booting the ball and everyone in the place is like, what the hell is that? Because it was just such a, you know, just exploded off his foot and sure enough, the guy ends up getting drafted in the third round. Um, so there's just certain, you know, again, special teams. Nobody talks special teams like the Chargers Weekly Podcast. Listen, <laughs> there we, is something we, about that. I think uh, money broke down guys. every punter in the draft
0: in, in April. And yeah. J.K. Scottman man. Looks great. So far, so good. And it's such a big part of, I think, what they're looking for this year in terms of field position. You got to drastically improve in that area. We, we talk about the defense getting improved, but um, I think fourth downs may look a little bit different when you know you Have a confident punt unit and defense, yeah.
1: I think, um, you know, today was a big day for that, and again, it's not one on ones and Khalil Mag versus Rashawn Slater, but it was interesting to watch JK backed up on the goal line, heels to the goal line to the end line, and you know, and a pass rush coming because the ball's placed at the two, so you've got a shorter distance, you got to have that quick operation, and you know, we know what that looked like last year. It was, it was a little sketchy, it's a little every time it happened, you'd be like, yeah. Um, did not feel like that. It's not live action. Certainly it's practice and it's camp and shells, no less. But uh, it was just encouraging, I think, to see the operation time from snap to to when that ball was was fired off. And, man, J.K.'s got a hell of a leg, that's for sure.
0: In addition to Coach Daniel Popper going to join us a little bit later to get his observations through the, the first week of camp, you, you have that body of work now, that like six, seven days where you can kind of evaluate the two days and, and pads and some of the ones on ones, the, the uh, was it JC Jackson, Mike Williams? one-on-one. Oh, that was yesterday? fun yesterday, man. Oh God, that was so fun.
1: That's probably, I think uh, of all the things I've watched, the Khalil Mack, uh, Rashawn Slater one-on-ones and that yesterday, that right sideline with Mike and, and JC were, were two of the more fun reps you know, we've seen. I mean, they made, really went at it yesterday. It you was know fun. what
0: made it even more fun is, is Brandon Marshall and Pac-Man Jones were here for that I Am Athlete podcast, yeah. and you hear Marshall, like, yelling at Parms like, big man, you gotta get that ball! And, you know, like, <laughs> Pac-Man's, like, looking at the DBs and yelling at Zahn, who they know for a long time. Yeah. So that was cool, and it added another element to see, like, a, a guy like Brandon Marshall really into that.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, and look, we, we've talked about that, right? Um, we don't have fans uh, today we didn't have them yesterday. You lose a little bit of juice. Uh, you know, these guys, yeah, they're athletes, but they're also, you know, they're performers. When, when you're on a field in front of 70,000 people, you're performing and, you know, juice helps. You know, fans help. Just that, uh, the, the noise, the crowd. No, I think back to the game in, in Houston, uh, on the 26th, the day after Christmas. It was a dud. It was a dud. There was just no juice in the building, and it felt like there was no juice on the field. And it was just one, it was a really, it's one of the most, it's one of the strangest games, if not the strangest game I've ever been a part of in calling. Um, and I think, you know, that's the difference between today, yesterday, and kind of what we saw, you know, those couple of days before. One of the things I want to ask Coach, because
0: Matt Filer and Corey Lindsay both spoke this week about Zion Johnson yeah. and basically just say, hey, man, this guy is smart as hell he's calm he's cool he's collected talented individual and it seems like he's going to be that plug-and-play dude
1: yeah i'll tell you um it reminds me a lot as his coach is walking over right now he's going to sit down so i'll just probably hold the thought and, and ask him but it, it really feels yeah come on in guys come yes in, coach. Guys. what's up coach we're so much for having me. sit down grab thanks for coming in uh we were just talking uh, about um about zion and just some of the things that that cory mentioned yesterday some of the things that matt filer talked about and uh, I said, you know, it almost reminds me of last last year
2: and what people were talking about with Rashawn Slater. Are those are those two similar to you? Kind of that? Have you got that feeling? I think our initial impression was like, hey, let's be careful about comparing right. one to the other. I yeah, think yeah, as a yeah. coach, you're guarded about comparisons, uh, and then your your players end up doing it for you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so um, I think for Zion to have earned the respect of Corey and, and Matt says so much about him, and uh, he's come out and really competed well. He's got a great head on his shoulders, and I think physically he's shown that he belongs. Uh, but it's that mental side of the game as an O-lineman that you got to prove. Um, and I think that he's shown that he's got the mindset to be you know, a top player. And, and he's still at the beginning, though. And I think that uh, as, as his coach, there's so much for him to experience. There's so much for him uh, to improve on. But I think to make that type of impression this early on in pads uh, shows you where he can go. Coach, how you feeling a weekend now? We got, I think we have seven practices under our belt. Yeah, we're we're excited about the foundation. I think your first seven practices is where you really um, implement the scheme and the situations and the techniques that are going to set you, you know, set the course for your season. And uh, I think we've had seven really competitive practices. Even today, this was a short practice in the red area, but a, a really good practice. We got some good special teams work, and I like the competition. I think. It's complete competition in all three phases, and that's what I'm looking for, and I'm looking for improvement within the football team, and uh, our guys uh, got better today, and uh, I'm excited to see us, um, you know, finish this next block with a scrimmage there on Sunday night in front of our fans.
1: Coach, uh, you you always hear in training camp about defenses ahead of the offense, defenses. When you have the same coaching staff um, you obviously got a bunch of new personnel but are you still because of the people that you brought in are you putting stuff in that the offense hasn't seen because it seems like that's is that why the offense is typically behind the defense it's just things that they have not seen yet or what what leads to that in a camp
2: um I, i don't know i think um that that phrase um hasn't stuck with me as much uh because i just think that um until you go live tackle to the ground, I think it's just kind of even. You know, I think I think no one really knows what would happen. Would a quarterback scramble? Would this guy make that person miss? And so I think there's still a lot of unknowns until you go uh, play live. But uh, I think what's different about this camp from the last camp, Matt, is that uh, the competition on both sides of the ball and in the kicking game is at a high level. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, and I think that that's what you're after, and being a complete football team. And there's a lot of good individual battle, battles, you know, one-on-ones, and you can see like, hey, mano a mano. And then there's good unit battles, and, and then on special teams, um, those guys are really competing hard for, for spots, and uh, that's what I've been excited about. Yeah, we've talked a lot about this year's rookie class, but how about your, your first rookie class last mm-hmm. year, where
0: we talk about Slater being a first-team All-Pro, uh, Zant, uh Joshua Palmer. Those three guys specifically, Coach. What have you seen from year one to year two? I thought it was funny when
2: Rashawn said he watched some film last year that made him cringe that he was a <laughs> first-team all-pro. Yeah. Well, I love I love when he says that. Yeah. Um, because that means he's got pride in his performance and he knows where he can go. But I was really proud of our draft class last year. I think, you know, you look at the entire National Football League and what our rookies did last year. And you, you mentioned them, you know, Rashawn being an all pro, Asante being a starting corner in the league the entire way, Josh Palmer being our starting receiver in three receiver groupings, Trey McKitty being our starting wide tight end. Um, We had Chris Rumpf, who's a four core special team player. Brendan Hymas active as an O-lineman. you know, Mark Webb was like coming. I mean, in a big way. Larry Roundtree, active, a bunch of games. Neiman, and so, man, and Nick Neiman was an all rookie performer on special teams. So I was really proud of that class. And then now they have that confidence. I think is a rookie when you can get in the games. That's where the confidence is. When you're going, when you're in pro games and pro environments, you come out to your practice field after your first year, and there's just a uh, uh, there's just another gear you can get to because you've lived the NFL. And so those guys are all improving right now. And uh, they've been good examples for our rookies now about where um, they need to go with their game.
1: You mentioned uh, Core 4 and and Nick being an all-rookie special teams performer. I'm trying to figure out in camp. Like, is it hard to practice? It just seems like it's the one thing you can't go all out. Just kind of knowing what that operation is like. So how yeah. how do you practice? How hard is it? And what is it that you're trying to to get right before you get into those games? In the kicking game, man. Just I think at everything, cover yeah, oh, kick, for sure. all of that. You know. Yeah,
2: I think a lot of it is, um, you know, getting the guys in the right positions because you're trying to take the this preseason to evaluate a bunch of guys. And so you're trying to get them in a bunch of different spots to see like where they really fit. And you don't really know that until you're in the games. Right. You know, when you have to finish a play, it can look good and in, in, um, individual can look good in a group setting during practice, but until you go against another opponent and have to finish a play and make a play, you don't really know. So I think um, that's the tough part for me on special teams because you know how much space is involved. You're worried about guys getting hurt and stuff like that, but you're trying to get them fundamentally sound and you're trying to get the scheme foundation laid so that they know what they're going to have to face from a scheme perspective. And um, I think that that's the part as a head coach, you know, last year, like going through the preseason where the value of preseason, there's big value there and figuring out who can play special teams. And um, I don't think it'll be any different this year for us.
0: Depth in the secondary in that competition is really what stood out to me the first week. I mean, yeah. you talk about a guy like Michael Davis who was a starter last year. You, know, you throw Bryce Callahan and J.C. Jackson into the mix, and, and some of these other young guys. Uh, that rep in particular, Mike Williams, J.C. Jackson yesterday yeah. was like the epitome of I think what competition's all about.
2: For sure, must see TV. You know, you're going to get, you know an All-Pro versus an All-Pro, and uh, that's what we expect around here is to match up, you know, best on best and. Uh, those, you know, that, those secondary guys are really, you know, we got two of the best receivers in the game. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, one, one guy's on an all-time run, Keenan Allen, um, who, you know, we appreciate so much and, and there's so much respect for him. But Mike Williams really coming into his own last year. And then Josh, we know he's coming. JG's been a big performer for this club for the last two seasons. Like, we've got a really good receiving core. DeAndre Carter, uh, it's bringing out the best in our DB group, and we got a lot better guys covering them. It's tighter. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's what you're looking for as a coach is is, is this truly um, competitive? And, and it's been that way so far. And, um, you know, it's made our receivers better. You know, and, and Keenan Allen's still improving as a player, Mike Williams is still improving as a player. And they're improving because they're going against really good guys yeah. and they're having to be on top of their game, you know. And so that's what you're after as a coach is to make sure that even your best guys are still improving. You know, Joey Bose is improving because he's having to play against Rashawn Slater every practice, same with Khalil. Khalil Mack's like, hey man, this tackle's really good. (laughs) You know, he knows who the good tackles are. And so- Khalil said at media that he had to wait and see once he
0: gets the pads on. I think you get a pretty good uh, assessment And it was the same
2: way last year when Rashawn put the pads on. Oh, we're going to find out about this rookie. And Joey said the same thing last year. He knew knew before we played a game that Rashawn was going to be a good player. Um, and these players have that great sense of it. That's why when Corey was talking about Zion, I'm glad that Corey said it, you know, because the players, that that's, you know, and, and their respect means more than anything anyways. So um, we're, we're, we're having a good camp. And um, again, we're only seven practices in. We got a long way to go. I know, uh,
1: I, don't, I don't want this to, to sound corny or anything, but it's important. And I think um, just kind of remembering the moment last year when when Donald went down and just kind of wondering what his future might be. I mean, it's, I saw him dig that ball out. He went down to get it against Callahan yeah. and got the touchdown. Yeah. Like, there's just, I think there's something there, you know. Does it, yeah. Is that something that helps kind of lift the team? Like, man, this
2: guy, man. you think about where he was and where he is now, it's, it's, it's so encouraging. It's, in, it's incredible. And it is, it is, it is a, a lift for your football team to see one of your teammates come back from that and to be thriving and to be out there. And, the t- you know, the resilience, you know, I think um, one thing we try to do is talk about there's a lot of different paths as an NFL player, a lot of different paths. And it's important for the young players to, to know that, that you know that not everybody's the same, but regardless of what your path, you're gonna have to overcome something to become a player. And you know his, his, what he had to overcome last season is the toughest things that you can overcome. You know? And for him to come back and be playing with his confidence and making big plays for us, it's, it's been awesome. And he's improving every time he comes out here and it's really fun to see. And I'm glad that you guys are seeing it because he's having a real quality camp. He's, you know, he's one of several guys on this offense. You mentioned the stars, Keenan, Mike, and Austin,
0: kind of those three stars. But I tell you what, the way Palmer looks, the way Gerald Everett is moving around, um, that running back two um, position battle—if those all come together—I mean, this is an offense coach who, for as much success they had last year. It's kind of scary to see what it could be in year two with Justin kind of learning this football two o two. Is like to put it.
2: Yeah, I mean those guys have got to come together, and that that happens um, when you bring in the right quality guys, and uh, you got a quality coaching staff that knows how to bring them together. and And I think that um, this year they they have that 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 brotherhood, that kind of that unspoken um, standard at practice, and what they achieved last year. I think they know all right where we're capable of going and, and then what we, what, what we expect it to look like every day. And those guys have just really developed a cool chemistry. And that's something that you can't force. And I think Justin leading the way with that, that skill position group. And you just see him spending all the extra time after practice. And that's when, you know, you, you make the magic happen. Like it, him hitting Donald Parham on that back shoulder throw against Bryce against perfect coverage that's happening 20 to 25 minutes after practice every day. And, um, we're at the beginning with this with this group, but uh, certainly feel confident about where we can go with this group, for sure.
1: You, uh, I heard you mention it uh, when you were asked about uh, Van Noy, about Kyle, and you said, you know, John Carroll used to show video yeah. of Van Noy to your, your players. And I started thinking, you know, for as long as you've been at it, uh, just the different stops, whether it's John Carroll or it's, you know, with the Bears and the Broncos or now as a head coach or a coordinator, don't forget much, about the dukes how, yeah how much how much changes <laughs> how much changes like um in terms of what what you see and like oh i because it feels like we just sort of repackage it you know and then put it back out there but like yeah. you mentioned keenan's still learning like yeah. how different do you feel like you are like oh i've seen this now i got to make sure i put that and then what you were doing at john carroll showing your players kyle van noy video yeah
2: i mean i uh, i joked with some of my old carroll guys uh you know, Andy Bryan and Mason McKenrick are the two guys that we really were kind of modeling uh, after uh, Kyle. And then a guy named Chris Rizzo, who's a head high school coach in Arizona now, one of my all time favorite players. Like, they, we were showing them Kyle and Dante Hightower, you know, and how those guys were playing the edge. They behind, played behind the ball. They were just super versatile, super smart. And, you know, we could just do so much with them. And, um, you know, I told Kyle that story, and, and, and then I got a text, you know, back from those guys. And um you know, I think that that's what's cool about football and you can learn a lot from different eras you can learn a lot from your players and I know that like like with Keenan, specifically a guy who's seen a lot lived through a lot, hey, you may be able to look at a certain era of football with maybe a receiver that you feel like was similar or an offense that kind of utilized a player like him and then hey, have you thought about that? could we do that with you like does that make sense to you? and I think, now in the modern nfl and it's always been this way if you look at good coaches and good players but you got to like partner up with players mm-hmm. to take them where they can go you know and i remember when we were partnering up with andy bryan he was like a defensive end who we had to partner up with to move to linebacker and we're like hey that's what kyle Vanoy was and he kind of you know would you be interested in that? Do you think you can do that? Like, would you like that? Here's what, here's what it would look like, you know, and I was doing that back then at John Carroll. And that's where it's the same, is you have to do the same thing in the NFL with your guys. And it was like Mike Williams last year, partnering up with him, hey Mike, I know you're an outside the red line receiver, but I think you can be so much more than that. Like, I, can, I, I just, I know you can. We can put you in the slot. We can get the ball in your hands quick. We can be a run after the catch guy. You know, you're a power forward. You know, well, what are the great power forwards in the NBA do? you know, what are the great three or four man, you know, he's like a swing man or power forward, depending on the matchup. Hey, these guys, hey, they can either finesse you or power you depending on the matchup. And, you know, and and that's, you know, that positionless like kind of receiver, you know, and I could, and so I go, I, I say all that because, you know, I'm really passionate about like getting it right for them. And the only way you make it right for a player is they have to see it. You can't just like, say it, like you have to show them like how it's gonna work or they're not gonna believe you. So I think to be able to show people that um, is really cool and to be teaming up with Kyle every single day now, having used him as an example, you know, at a really meaningful place for me, Carol, um, is you can't you can't describe it. That's pretty cool. Uh, last one for me, because uh, we talked about Kyle, Khalil, and Joey so much.
0: Chris Rump, I wanted to ask Tom about this yeah. last week, but we ran out of time. Just Rump's development. He had a really good practice two.
2: yesterday. Really yeah. good practice yesterday, and I, um, rushing against Rashawn, um, and, and and he's really improving his weights at a really good number. Um, he's worked really hard at it. Um, And I think that's going to, you know, really sustain him in the league. Um, And he's doing really well on special teams, kind of being a a core guy for us and a guy that we can really count on. Uh, Ryan Ficken and Chris Gold have loved working with him. Uh, And then Giff Smith's doing a great job coaching him. And, you know, uh, Chris's dad, Chris Sr., coached Khalil last year in Chicago. So there's a relationship there. And he's just one of these guys that's soaking it all up from those two guys. I mean, you talk about an education for a young player, you know, being with those two guys every day. Um, it's really cool to see his progress. And, you know, he's got a lot to prove in this preseason, Chris Rump does, and I'm excited to see him do it.
1: All right, last one. I'm hoping you reapplied too because we're cooking in the sun right now <laughs> with the old sunscreen there. Um, so as long as you want to make this or a short, totally fine. But um, you mentioned something that just kind of popped into my head. In training camp, I don't know if this will make sense. Are you teaching more than coaching? Is teaching and coaching the same thing? Is coaching like? Do you need to coach energy? Do you need, or is it more? Hey,
2: we're teaching right now, so yeah. I'm not worried about. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It's an awesome question, cause you, I feel like you're doing it all. You're teaching, you're leading, you're motivating. Um, there's the strategy part of it where I kind of think that's like coaching, you know, teaching. Hey, teaching people how to do things, and um, you know, there's so much to go that goes into being a pro player. There's so much to having a quality practice. It takes so many people, and so. I think that's why people love sports so much is cause you get to do a lot of different things yeah. within it. I think that's why people love covering it. There's a lot to cover, a lot of different aspects to, to cover in sports. And so I think what's cool about training camp is you're doing that all and it's like really pure. Like it's like the purest form of being a coach is at training camp. Um, cause you're getting to play real football. In the springtime, you don't get to put these pads on. So that's not real football. So I feel like training camp is sacred and then you get to be in front of your fans And then that makes it even more special. And you're truly, you know, shaping your football team. And uh, if you're a competitor, you know, you get to compete every day in training camp. You know, when you get to the season, it's it's preparation. You know, it's it's, it's preparation. And it's a different type of competition where like in training camp, every single day is a competition. And that's what I love about training camp in the NFL. Week and a
0: half, we got our 1st preseason game. Can't wait, Coach. Yeah, guys. Appreciate thanks for you. having me, Yeah, get
1: you out of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I wish we get another California guys, here. California, good luck. So I'm glad I got these flip flops
2: on. Tan the tops of my feet look like a real burnout.
0: <laughs> you said Shane Day rocks those, right?
2: Shane Day's a flip flop guy. Yes. Yeah. And if rules would allow him, he would do it at practice. <laughs> there we go. It's, <laughs> clean, it's
1: funny. It's the one. I think i I hope I'm allowed to say this. If not, we'll edit it out. It's the one thing on the dress code: no flip flops. Like on the uh, when we're traveling, it's yeah. uh, we have our dress code, and there's there is a specific. Item that is not allowed. It is the only thing listed. Have you violated the no code? No flip flops. I've not. No, okay. I respect the code. Respect I'm, the code. I'm you know, I'm fortunate enough to be on the, the plane. I will respect but the code. You just never know. You right. know, it's
2: 2020. Hey. You never know. <laughs> Check his feet. We <laughs> always one. hope. There's Check his Week one. Exactly. Thanks, coach. All Thank right, you, coach. Thanks Appreciate a lot it for having me, guys. All
0: right, buddy, from coach to Daniel Popper, the athletic. What a drop off. Considerable. Oh <laughs> oh we could have gone in an hour with coach.
1: Yeah, we'll but, probably go an hour with Popper. But they've they've, <laughs> they've strategically placed us in the sun, so we are cooking. We're so that's the good thing. It's it's forcing us not to be too long winded and really pack in the good content in a short amount of
3: time. I, I'm yeah. somewhere between tomato and fire truck right now. Yeah, somewhere in there that region. We'll you get, get you it. to fire truck. Yeah. we'll get you there. You <laughs> oh, got we, there. We, we'll get you there. We got, we got ten days left, so yeah. I'm sure I'll get there eventually. We got a
0: little bit of coverage. All right, before we get to football. You had some uh, some music announcements last uh, or
3: yesterday, right? Yes. That I'd like for you to share with our audience. All right. My debut single it's called, it called Ride, called Ride Let's coming ride. out on Progressive ride. Vibes Music, a label out in Spain. My first track that I got signed. It's releasing August 29th. 2 week exclusive on Port for hitting all streaming platforms on September 12th, the day after my birthday. Can you hear, so, can you play a little bit of the microphone preview. right now?
1: Oh, you know it. Oh look at this! How about this? I mean, listen. Impromptu in the moment. Here we go. Ooh, put it, put it right on there. Put it right on that mic. There we go.
3: So this is ride. Here we go. We got a little arp, high arp, up an octave. We got our bassy, dark undertones.
0: Hey, social team, social team. You guys listening to this? This is Popper's. This is Popper's new track. It's called Here Ride. Hats. Here come the hats. Yes. Oh, cold. No, I think this is a vibe, man.
3: Coming to you, EDC 2023.
1: Yes.
0: So, yes. uh, so
3: every Spain,
1: day. when are we, when are you, uh, <laughs> when are you spinning in Ibiza? Like yeah. what's, uh, what's the schedule Hopefully here? Hopefully next summer. I I'm, mean, yeah.
3: I'm, I'm in the lab. I'm working every day on the okay. CDJs. Yeah. Spinning every day. So that when I do get my number called, I'll be ready. It's, oh, it's all yeah. about preparation. You know how it works. <laughs> Certainly. Oh, yeah. I love this so much. It's so awesome. <laughs> get behind that. Tell some stories. Anyway, shout out to Progressive Vibes Music out in Spain for signing my, signing my track. What Appreciate are they called again? Guys. Progressive, progressive music. Vibes Music. All right. Shout out them.
0: Right. If, you, if you watch us, you follow Popper on Twitter, get You'll all get it. information. There you yeah. go. It's all on there. Download follow, it. I, I, made it I made
3: an artist Instagram yesterday, so go follow me there if you want to follow my music your stuff. What's your artist name? Pear Pear. Pear Pear. Yes. P-E-H-R space P-E-H-R. Oh, okay. With an H. Yes. The H is silent. People. I made it in college and just stuck with it. There so. you go. Know, whatever. It's just a play on my last name. That works. And also, when I was in college, I used to walk into every room and do, like, the air horn sound. Like, bam, 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 bam. So, it's like oh, like an onomatopoeia for that. I got gotcha. you. So, yeah. Oh, I got gotcha.
1: you. Super cool. Well, we should get the I might t- You know,
3: honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I should probably take that second part out of the origin story of the name and just say that it's a play on my last name. So.
1: I don't know. You know I like, the, I, I like a good onomatopoeia. Pose, please, no. I'm all right with
3: that. <laughs> I'm a fan of an onomatopoeia. <laughs> the, uh, all right. Someone uh,
1: someone hollered it from the back row. Um are you better at sports journalism
3: or are you better at making music? Ooh. Um, relative to everyone else doing it, I'm definitely better at sports journalism because there are a lot of people that are better at making music than me and nobody that's better at sports uh, journalism. I see, look at that. <laughs> no. hey, that's, that's, that's the confidence you gotta have when you're on a beat. You know, no, I've been writing and doing journalism for a long time. I've been making music uh, a, little, a little shorter amount of time than that. Sure. I, I dropped it for a while, but then during the pandemic, I picked it back up. Right. Ableton Live had a I was gonna say, are like you like demo? working a novation pad? Is that like what are you working I on? I am I am working with bare bones, all right? I got some some bows Wireless headphones. Okay. If you tell any producer that you're producing music on those, they'll laugh at you. Right. I've got the la- same laptop I used to write on. I've okay. got Ableton on there. Ableton's a program that's that's that helps you make music. That's it. That's it. Ableton. So you have
1: no, like, you don't have a Novation board. You I have, don't have a yeah, MIDI. No
3: MIDI controller, no mics, Jeez. no speakers. You, you made Ride with no all speakers. That. I made Ride with just my Bose wireless headphones. And your, and your laptop.
1: My, and Ableton. This, and this
3: up here. That's and a great. licensed. Yeah.
1: Hopefully it's a licensed version of Ableton and not a bootlegged
3: version. No, I, well, for a while I was using a bootleg version. Of course I, uh, I <laughs> bought is. I bought the program. We're
1: way in the weeds, Popper. Let's, we're <laughs> way in the weeds here. <laughs> on let's segue yeah. from music <laughs> yes, to, uh, to uh, football.
0: All right, let's to the go. Your uh, strong suit. Like, listen, both of your strong suits, but let's go, to, let's go to Chargers camp, Popper. All right. Weekend. Observations. High level.
3: So, first thing is that this defense is gelling really fast, even without – Derwin out there which has been a little bit surprising. I mean I was counting today. It's gonna be like eight new starters on defense potentially at you know, if you go across the board, you know, starting with the defensive lineman up front, Khalil Mack, Colin Van Noy, Sebastian J. J C Jackson, you know, just go across the board here. Um but huh. it, it doesn't look like a, group, like a a new group of players. Yeah. It doesn't look that way. It looks like they really have some cohesion. They're making a ton of plays out there. Um, Nas Adderley has looked really great with a couple interceptions in the past two days. And I think a lot of that is because, you know, a lot of these new pieces have played in the scheme before, you know, whether it's Khalil Mack, whether it's, you know, Troy Reader, whether it's Sebastian Joseph Day, you can sort of go down the list, Bryce Callahan in the slot. Um, so they're all really familiar with the language. And I think Troy Reader really spoke well to it yesterday during his press conference. It's like, you know, you know the language. You know how to speak it. And when you come into a new defense or a new system, that's usually the hardest part is learning how to speak the language. But all those guys already know how to do it. And I think that's helped ease the transition. Um, so those guys are playing really well. Um, on defense, Josh Palmer looks really good. Um, and he's, you know, got a, a little bit of a lead in that third wide receiver spot. Obviously, you know, him and Jalen Guyton are going to be rotating in there different skill sets do different things used in different situations but i thought josh has looked really great donald Parham has looked really great um obviously he was a key piece uh, of the offense last year but just his ability to um stretch the field get down the seam he's got great hands he's made a couple fantastic catches in this camp there was a play yesterday on off play action where you know justin threw a great ball over his head but just the concentration to be able to haul that in with Nas Adderley right there um you know the competitions it's hard to get a read here early on just because there's only been a couple padded practice mm. it's going to take some time to really get a feel for how those competitions are going but obviously right tackle you've got storm norton and trey pipkins rotating you know all three running backs are getting a shot here and that's going to be an open competition throughout camp um yeah those are some some early takeaways oh and then one more i mean zon johnson is, is that's, that's what where you? i was just gonna yeah. go i
1: think uh, <laughs> yeah for people that might not have have read your piece on practice you Decided to walk all the way over. I was kind of getting my eyes on it from a field away, um, but it felt like I got a pretty good beat on what what Zion was doing. And we were talking about it when the draft happened, and we're all you know kind of talking about edge rushers and oh, there's so many edge rushers, and one's going to guaranteed to fall. And oh, what if Jamison Williams because the injury slides, and then you know they make the pick and it's Zion, and it's like oh okay, yeah, I guess that you know it's, it's usually where the highest ranked interior lineman goes. And then you get out here and you watch them. Yeah, Share your, your observations of why, while it's not a flashy pick, what yeah. kind of pick that, that very well could end up being. Yeah, well,
3: anyone that's been following me know that I, I love offensive line, defensive line, one-on-ones, because that's where you win and lose football games is, is in the trenches. Um, the first thing I thought of was Rashawn Slater's first rep this time last year yeah. against Joey Bosa, and I was like, okay, yeah that guy's going to be a good left tackle you just can see it right away with their anchor with their strength with their technique you know their hand placement all that kind of stuff you see it right away like this guy's a player or he's not and I had the same exact feeling when I saw Zion Johnson go up against these interior defensive linemen earlier this week it was the same feeling it's like okay yeah that guy's gonna. That guy's gonna do it. That guy's gonna be a really good guard in this league for a long time. You know, whether it was going up against Austin Johnson, Sebastian Joseph Day, Morgan Fox. I mean, the Morgan Fo- Fox reps. The rep that he had against him was really impressive because that guy's a legit interior pass rusher in this league, and he just stood him up. Same thing with Sebastian Joseph Day. Just stood him up. And I think some of the interior defensive linemen were like surprised oh. by how strong <laughs> this guy is. He's a young player in his first training camp, and he he has the strength to do it already. Um, so he, yeah. I thought right back to R- Rashawn from last year, and and how well he, well he did in his first reps, um, because it, it's apparent right away that they have a legitimate starter at right guard. When the All Pro Center speaks
0: glowingly about him, when Matt Filer speaks glowingly about him, it, it's not just hyperbole. Right? Yeah,
3: I mean Corey's not Corey doesn't gush a lot of, about a lot of no. players. Like it, for him to, for, his eyes lit up. It's still
0: just like I'm glad I don't have to say it. Corey right. can say it.
3: The way he talked about him, you don't hear Corey Lindsley talk about a lot of players like that. And I think that was really noteworthy. And I think a couple things that Corey said, you know, he he said he's smart as hell. Like that, (laughs) coming from Corey Lindsley, who's made his money in this league because of his intelligence, for him to say that, that means a lot. That means that Zion Johnson has a really good head on his shoulders. You know, the strength, his work ethic, you know, a couple words that Corey used as well, just calm and confident. And Rashawn Slater said the same thing. Like, that's not how you usually talk about rookie offensive linemen when they come into camp. It's usually like, yeah, their head's swimming a little bit, or, you know, they're throwing a lot at him and he's working through it. It's, no, it's like, this guy's calm, he's confident, he knows what he's doing, he's putting the work in, in the film room, and he's strong as a bull. And, like, you know, he's just checking every box.
1: Yeah, the, um, it's, it, like, and it's so hard until they get into, and Coach said it, live tackling, to especially the running back position you want to see that ability to shed first contact to get those extra couple yards it's one of the things that austin's as good as anybody in the league at at doing but just you know you can still kind of see movement and you can see vision uh even when they're just you know in pads or in shells just your early impressions of isaiah spiller you yeah. know, versus when, when he's in that rotation and you're just watch them taking rep after rep and then all of a sudden 28 pops you're you know what you think
3: yeah a couple of things with isaiah you know the first thing that everyone was talking about when the Chargers drafted him was you know re- north south runner really physical and then the second thing they say is and he's also really well rounded and he has some hands and he's a good route runner that part of it has really jumped out to me like this guy can run routes mm-hmm. and he's got really good hands um and you see, you know, the explosiveness after the catch and that sort of thing. So that's jumped out. And then I'm just waiting for him to get into a preseason game so I can see him run somebody over because you know it's going to happen. He's huge. I mean, he's big. He's and then he he really hits the hole. And there was like a collision yesterday with Amon Amiga in the hole. And I I think I was standing with you over yeah, in the we're corner. Yeah, standing money. together watching. I was like, whoa! Like we heard, heard it. it. And like that's what you want with a running back. Like you want to hear those pads because that means you're, you're you're hitting the hole with physicality and with speed and all the things that you're looking for and so we'll see what happens in the preseason games but you know I actually just had a really great conversation with running backs coach Derek Foster and I mean they're really excited about this kid and he was the youngest player in the draft the whole draft not in at the, the position entire draft. In the draft he's 20 years old 20. you know and so you know there's a lot of reasons to be excited about him um but you know like everyone's been saying it's it's really hard to say okay this is the leader in this competition because you're not tackling and that's right. like you know the name of the game for running back is like how well can you break tackles because you're going to get you're going to get touched. the amount of times you're going to have a hole where you're going to be untouched is very 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 small
0: well without giving anything away that you may write I mean like I, I thought 25 yeah. Josh Kelly was running with a little bit he more looks a lot better this, right, yeah. yeah yeah and, Round and three, yeah two, yeah. yeah so Derek
3: there? Foster said that that Joshua Kelly actually put on a little weight this offseason put on weight yes huh. so he's bigger um but he hasn't really lost any of his speed which is I thought was really interesting um With Joshua Kelly, it's going to be about confidence. He has the skill set. Like, we've all seen him pop runs and been like, wow, where has that been? I think it's just he's had some fumbles at really inopportune times early in his career. It was two times as a rookie, and that felt like it derailed the season. Then he had a fumble last year, you know, at the goal line in that Chiefs game. And it's like, if he can get past that and and build up some confidence here through training camp, like, you can see a really good player. Like, I still believe in the skill set. I've seen it. I know he has it in him. It's just a question of can he can he be consistent and can he build up that confidence in himself to, to take over the job. But you see the rotation now, like they obviously see the same stuff that I'm seeing because he's in there with the first team pretty regularly. Um, and we'll see if he can put it together in preseason games. That's really what it's going to come down to for all these guys. You and I, uh, I don't know if it was
1: yesterday or the day, I think it was yesterday. We look like complete idiots holding our phones out, pretending like we know what the hell we're looking at with, with punt, you know, get up operation. Yeah, stop oh, watches. Uh, oh, what'd you get on that? I got 1.9. What'd you get? I got 2.1. Yeah. What'd you have? 1.2. Well, I just I just did it from the time he
3: got the ball. Yeah. When he came, like, 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 wait, you're this, like, right? that's Where what we're you doing. You timed the operation <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the comp- start of the, yeah. the hike? Complete idiots that we are. Yeah, and then, but, then we call over Danny a former long snapper for John Carroll, now Chargers PR man, to give us a little bit of it. Exactly. So, um, what exactly, we're supposed <laughs> like, to be What are we timing? supposed to be doing here? Danny, Yeah,
1: but. Look, we've done this. We've been doing this a long time. We've watched training camp, and we've watched the punt operation, and it looks different, especially today. They have the ball at the one, and J.K. had his heels on the goal line, and you got to get that thing out quick, and it got out. It does, to you, to my eyes, it does look different. Does it look different to you?
3: Yeah, and, I, you know, the one guy I don't think we should overlook is Josh Harris. Like, they signed an right. all-pro long, long snapper. snapper. A great point. What does that do for your operation in, in all of these, whether it's field goal, punt, any of these any of these times when the long snappers on the field like that makes a difference and the, f- the interesting thing to me and I wrote about this yesterday Troy Reader is obviously going to be a big part of the special teams unit he's going to be a core four player that's one of the reasons that they signed him and he started talking about you know leaders are starting to emerge I'm like well, who who are those leaders on special teams and he immediately said Josh Harris he's like this guy's been doing it for 10 years he's an all pro he's a pro baller. he gets after it in the weight room and he's the leader on this team period offense defense or special teams not just on special teams, so I think you have to start there. When when that guy is an all pro level player, it's going to change everything. I mean, it's the same. It's like I don't want to say it's the same thing, but it's similar. Like you bring Corey Lindsley into that offense, like the guy that has the ball in his hands that's starting everything off. Right. Like that, he's an all pro level player. What does that do for everyone else? You know, it's a force multiplier. The ball explodes off of J.K. Scott's foot, really though. Does. Oh my God, he can bomb it. You know, and you know we're we're got our stopwatches out. You know. <laughs> But five seconds is a seems to me like a pretty long time for the ball to be in there. Yeah. You know, and he was pushing that pretty consistently. Um, so you see that, um, yeah. So you know, I think I think it starts with Josh Harris. I think that's a guy that you can't really overlook in terms of in terms of why it looks as different as you're saying, money.
0: When w- with Kenneth banged up right now, mm-hmm. with Drew nicked up uh, the linebacker position. What have you seen? Any, any guys that that may
3: surprise fans? Nick Neiman. Nick Neiman looks great. I've been really impressed with him. He had two sacks in practice yesterday. He had to run stuff. Um, he's working in there with the first team defense, you know, with all those injuries right now. Um, yeah, I mean. Damon Lloyd. Yeah, another guy that Money and I have talked Flashing about. a little bit. Damon Lloyd, yep. Um, you know, both of those guys, Eamon Mia has been making plays. So I, I think like a lot of people outside of here are talking about, you know, they're thin at linebacker, they're thin at linebacker, but some of these young players can play. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be able to provide you with some depth. Um, and you know Nick Neiman is a is like a really really good athlete, you know, and he seems like he's put on a little bit of weight. He's gotten bigger, stronger. It happens with every rookie going into their second year when they have a full off season, um, and he looks like in control out there. And 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 he's like another guy that's going to be a, a major piece on, on special teams. But among those guys, like he's really jumped out to me. I thought he's looked fantastic so far.
1: Yeah, the one thing we've also been been watching a lot, Pop, is is the secondary. I, I love the video you posted yesterday on your Twitter feed of of Coach with Jasir and just the amount of time he was spending with him. Um, We've talked to Coach, to Tom, seems like everybody at the podium, uh, at the lectern, I should say, it's not a podium, about- AP uh, style, important. (laughs) It is very important, about (laughs) uh, about Dean Leonard. And just kind of, you know, these guys, especially special team wise they're going to be important. But I think it's been somewhat, again, I hate doing it because I don't want to get some sort of hype train started before they actually start tackling, but just kind of watching how this draft class has looked, particularly the defensive backs, I think has been quite encouraging.
3: Yeah, I'm still waiting for, for JT Woods to make that, that, that splash yeah. play. But, you know, Jasir Taylor and Dean Leonard have really impressed so far. And, and Jasir Taylor just looks really comfortable in the slot. Like there's some guys you put in the slot and they play in there and it's just, it's too busy in there and they just, they can't operate in there. He looks really comfortable in there. Um, and he's made some really good plays, you know, on pass breakups, like, you know, cutting off those out routes out of the slot. He, and he looks, he looks really comfortable in there. I, I think, you know, going back to the video I posted, you know, Brandon Taylor was out there talking with Josiah Taylor. I think Brandon understands how important the depth in the secondary is this year because it was an issue last yeah. year. And so who knows? You know, we don't know if Dean Leonard and Josiah Taylor are going to make the 53-man roster. But if those guys are on the practice squad and an injury happens and they get called up, they might be thrown into action. And maybe a five-minute conversation before practice and training camp gives them that confidence and that push that when they do get on the field, you know in those situations called up from the practice squad or whatever all of a sudden they're going to be able to perform at, at a high level Dean Leonard looks the part on the outside he does like he's got some size he's got some length and he's not afraid and this is something Brandon said in his press conference like he's not afraid to get up on you in press coverage and he's got, the, he's got the, the the length in his arms to do it. He's been beat a couple times. It's going to happen. He's a seventh-round pick, but he's also had some really competitive reps where he's battled back um, on some of those deep routes and had really impressive pass breakups. So, you know, you got two guys there that are playing different positions, but young guys that, that might be able to find a role in this team, whether it's Dean Leonard on the outside or Jaceo Taylor in the slot, and, and depth is going to be crucial this year in the secondary, as it is every year.
0: Yeah, well, speaking of depth in, in competition, the defensive line, too, I, I'm really intrigued. I can't wait to get to August 13th to figure out how this is all going to shake out behind Sebastian Joseph Day and Austin Johnson? You got Covington, you got Fahoko, you got Abonia. The list goes on and on. Gazziano, Morgan Fox. Morgan Fox. Yeah. Um, what do you think
3: is going to happen there, defensive line wise? I think that the best six guys are going to make it. Like that's just how it's going to. That's just how how it's going to work out. I don't care where. I don't care if you were you know hypothetically an undrafted free agent at LSU or a first round draft pick out of Notre Dame. It's going to be the best guys on the team, and. Braden Fajoko is playing really well right now. And I think early on in his career, he was a big energy guy, right? And he was really good against the run, but he wasn't really flashing a ton as a pass rusher. He's flashing as a pass rusher. You go watch his one-on-ones, he's obviously putting a ton of work on that part of his game. Can he crack the roster? You know, we'll see. But, you know, in these preseason games, I fully expect Jerry Tiller to be playing in these preseason games. And he's going to have to show up against the run. That's the reality of it. Um, Because, you know, Morgan Fox they signed because of his interior pass rush skills. And that's what Jerry brings to the table right now as an as a interior defensive lineman is he's a, he's a decent pass rusher, um, but he has to be better and more consistent against the run to be a viable uh, piece of this defense. Um, and so th- there's some fierce competition. And we haven't even mentioned Joe Gaziano who had a pick six early yeah, on. Yeah, early in camp. camp. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll see how it shakes out. I think the preseason games are going to be really important. Um, but you know, I don't think it was a mistake that Braden Fajoko was working with the first team in, in pass rush drills the other day because he's playing well and he's making plays. And that's what you have to do as a young player in training camp is flash, make make splash plays. And he's been doing that so far. You're in the system too for,
1: yeah. for Braden. Last thing for me, Popper, um, and it's just, a, it's a quick lightning round for me. Um, have you ever, have you ever been at a set where you've had a pacifier? Never. Have you ever had a glow stick <laughs> in your hand? Yes. Okay. Have you ever put on glow like black light paint on your face? Be honest. Probably. Okay. Uh, have you ever found yourself with your head right in the bass bin because the music spoke to you so much oh, that, yeah. that you could not make your way to the floor, but you were in the bass bin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's what we want to hear. That's a man who knows how to make music then. You've yeah. experienced those things.
3: Yeah, have you ever done the um, the head scratchers? You ever had those? Like they're like the they're, they're multiple prongs, and they put them on your head. Yes. And it's...
1: What are those? It's, they call it a head massager. It's just imagine like a spider, right? But the spider's a, a, a long stem, and the legs that come off are this bendable wire, and you put it on your head, and when it comes down, it just it's almost like a, a tickling yeah. sensation. It kind of get the hair on the back of your neck to to stand up. If, if we were sitting here today and we did it, there would be no effect. But what Daniel's speaking to is perhaps a certain state of mind, you know, and when you're no feeling comment. the music. No comment. You know, you just kind of you get that little wire on your head. It's I no different than a guy with a lighter that's never, just flicking it in front of you. I've never
3: used one. I've never used <laughs> yeah. one. I have anyway. one at home. Ride, pair, pair, yep. out so, everywhere. August so two 29th. things
0: you need to do when you're reading Popper's observations on The Athletic. Listen to Ride while doing it. Right. You go. On YouTube. Yep. It's out on YouTube.
1: on YouTube. It's out on YouTube. Should I play myself out? Pair pair, YouTube. Yeah. Play you out? What does that mean? Play us out. Does what does that mean? <laughs> play us out. What does that mean? What does that mean? We'll do it live. We'll do it live. There Thanks we go. Thanks to Brandon Staley. Thanks to Daniel Popper. Pear, Keep pear. it going. I thought. I mean, oh. listen, I'm, oh. I'm trying to play, oh, I'm trying oh, to play you out.
0: <laughs> we'll do it live. There we go. This is Pear Pear. From Matt Money Smith, I'm Chris Havery. This has been Chargers Weekly. Let's ride.